When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Vikings Now. I'm Jim Rich. That's Ahmad Hicks, Pierre Nugium, Vikings victorious, 19-13. Two wins in the bank, Pierre. Here we come. Look out, Lions, right? I mean, I sure, I guess. I, I mean, no. I know everybody's very excited about getting a win today, but um, it wasn't the prettiest of football games. But as they say, all wins are pretty, and that certainly was the case today for Minnesota. Did enough to get the job done. Got a little scary there at the end, even oh, yeah. with Justin Fields out of the game with an injury to his hand. It got a little scary in the fourth quarter, but all's well that ends well for Minnesota, and their defense taking a big step forward today. I think. That is true. The turnover battle finally won by the Vikings Ahmad, so that's certainly something that Kevin O'Connell has to be pleased with. Yeah, 3-1, but I mean... <laughs> Come on, guys. Take it with a grain of salt. This Come is on. the Chicago Bears. It, this is the about. National Football League on any given Sunday. Look. It, it doesn't matter. You're right. Five it's sacks, a win. Five sacks, three takeaways. But this was a battle of two of the worst teams in the <laughs> National Football League. Look, I'm not as optimistic going forward. I mean, this was still like offensively, we're still trying to figure out who this team is. You know, we don't know. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is their guy, but with him out, who, who's the guy? I mean, no one stepped up. They still – the run game is non-existent. Right. I just don't see how they can win games versus good teams when you can't run the football. So, I mean, yeah, they won. Hoorah, hoorah you know, but it's like, all right, that was a really bad team. You beat. Like, <laughs> who cares? All right, so again, let's go after this running game. Uh, Dalton Reisner. I didn't see him in there. Guy, he got he came in, he came in, in at the end. That's where Cleveland yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Okay, and only were, because they, somebody got hurt yes. he got in there. Yet this team continues to not be able to move the ball. Yes. And Akers, what, one carry, one carry. on carry the day? Eight yards. Uh, one what what are we doing here? Is this a loyalty program I, or, or what? Why I, are we not putting in something else to at least give it a look? At least give it a look. I think I owe head coach Kevin O'Connell a little bit of an apology on this podcast because Whoa. for the first five weeks, this is a first. I kept saying, I kept saying, why aren't they running the ball more? Why aren't they trying to attempt to run the ball more? And then it occurred to me as I'm watching this game, oh, Kevin O'Connell is actually a lot smarter than I am, and he knows he doesn't have Jack Blank for anything in the backfield, and he doesn't want to run the ball because he doesn't have anybody to run the ball. So why should I run the ball if I've got nobody who's effective running the ball? So I'm just going to abandon the run entirely. You know what? I give him full credit for doing so because there is no reason for Kirk Cousins to turn around and hand the ball off to anybody in the backfield for the rest of the season. It's pointless. 18 carries, 44 yards on the day. 44 for Alexander Madison? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, 44. There's no point in running the football. So just put him in shotgun, give him a little extra time to throw the ball, even though he doesn't have Justin Jefferson to throw the ball to. So that's another problem you have to deal with in the next four weeks. But why would you run the football? Why? Yeah. Well, you, well, you have to. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. there there has never been in the history of the National Football League a team that has won the Super Bowl without running the football. Then what they're going to have to do probably is try to, you know, imitate a running game with those short, quick darts to the outside. Mm -hmm. Guys like Addison and KJ, guys who can catch and run and get make yards after the catch. 
that's probably what you're going to have to do because you're getting nothing from this run game. All right. Absolutely. All right, so nothing. is it the backs mod or is it the line I think, I think not so. giving th these guys I think an alley? Gonna change. Ezra Cleveland got hurt towards the end of the game. He had an ankle injury. Dalton Reisner came in the game. He only played a handful of possessions. I have not watched the tape back, so I can't give you like a coach point of view from this. Right. But from the TV broadcast point of view that I watch, on that final possession that they had, they were running the ball left behind Dalton Reisner and Christian Derrissaw, and he was opening up some holes, and he wasn't allowing the pressure. Now, granted, small sample size to work with. All right, let's switch to the defense. Jordan Hicks, a uh, big game for him. There's a lot on his plate this year, Ahmad, mm -hmm. considering Eric Kendricks is no longer here, and there's not a lot of other resources there. The other running or uh, middle linebackers, linebackers, have been kind of slipping in and out of there. You know, he's been working with Pace Jr. a lot, but – you know, he's kind of on an island in that linebacker room. Yeah, and if you have him in fantasy football, well, you had a credible day. Ten total <laughs> tackles, one fumble recovery, one interception, one touchdown. I mean, that's what you want to see from a veteran linebacker like Jordan Hicks. He is the glue for this team. I was asking a player last week in the locker room, I was like, who is that vocal leader? I was like, you know, you guys lost a couple of pieces, Adam Thielen and uh, – you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, a lot of big names. Dalvin Cook last year. I was like, who is well, that Patrick guy? Patrick Peterson yeah, was Patrick, the voice exactly. of that defense, and yeah. Zedarius was as exactly. well. Exactly, and they were like, you know, if I had one player came to mind first, Jordan Hicks would be that guy. And so if you want a guy stepping up, making plays, leading by example, Jordan Hicks is that guy. He did that on Sunday versus the Bears. You love to see it. Uh, you hope that other players can build off of his momentum and carry what he's doing. But it seems like at times he's kind of doing it by himself. Right. Each and every week out here. Right. And, you know, Jordan Hicks, though, he doesn't put the fear of God into teammates, mm -hmm. though, right? You know, he just kind of come over to say, hey, you know, I think I really need you to do this. You need a Zadarius where you don't know. He could just snap, pull your head off with your helmet in it and put it in your locker. Those are the when he says, hey, you're not doing your job. That's what I think. This club is missing right now yeah. on both sides of the ball because Dalvin Cook used to be like that mm -hmm. in that locker room. He would be the guy that would bring the fire. So is that overrated, Pierre? I, I only think maybe from a, a coaching aspect, I think it matters more when the team, when your teammates and your peers, when it comes from them. That's when I think it matters more. That's when I think it relates a little bit more because you could tune out a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot easier to tune well, out right. a coach. When you have players holding each other accountable, that's really when it matters. And, and you know, I, I don't know if Josh Metellus is a guy who is in people's ears, but Josh yeah, Metellus. Yeah, that's what you been, talked about last Sunday, yeah. too, with Pete, and he agreed with you. Yeah, and, and, and Josh had a heck of a game today, by yep. the way. And he's the guy that plays with a lot of fire on the field. I don't know. You know, he's voted team captain for a reason. Yeah. So – he, even though he's not a big name league-wide, Josh Metellus has really carved out a role for himself here in Minnesota. First, it was on special teams. Now it's on defense. And I think Josh Metellus has earned every single ounce of respect that he's gotten in the locker room and being a guy where he, I think he is in a position to hold guys accountable. He plays with a lot of fire on the field. I'd like to see that fire carry on over into practice into the locker room. You know, I think that's I think he's a guy that I think needs to be looked at as as a team a full-on team leader for this team. Three quarterback hits, two tackles for losses and one well, tackle for loss and one sack. So yeah. Had pretty, a nice game today. Pretty, pretty yeah. good game. Yeah, and, and he seems to come up 
with hits at critical times. It seems, okay, um, the season that Daniil Hunter is having. Yeah, on paper, it's crazy. But do you remember him really changing a game? Right? It seems like he'll get a sack. Right. And then the next play will go for 25 yards and that's negated. You know, right, there hasn't right, been right. that moment where he changed the entire afternoon. I, I think you could say Daniil Hunter does that every time he steps on the field. Two sacks today. He came up with the timely one at the end of the game. Um, I, Daniil Hunter, I feel like, is a game changer. And he's a guy that's showing the Vikings right now, I am worth every freaking penny that you gave me. That holdout was worth it. And yeah. if you want to keep me next year, you're going to have to pay me. Because if you have eight sacks through what? Well, and there's no games, franchise tag available because exactly. that's negotiated in there. So Eight sacks through six games, he's licking his chomps. He's like, look, I'm going for 20 sacks this season. <laughs> <laughs> the other problem, too, there is Marcus Davenport left the game today with injury. Yeah. Uh, Ankle again. You know, and, and he, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen him be very productive when he's been on the field. Two sacks in two games, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, for Marcus Davenport. So that one-two punch you have there right. on the ends, uh, that's going to be a little bit tough to overcome if you don't have that, especially when you're looking ahead to next week's matchup, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But Daniil Hunter, yeah, I agree with Jim, actually. there, it, it's, it's a situation where – you know, Daniel Hunter certainly commands attention. Mm-hmm. He commands, you know, uh, he's a guy that you get, you have to game plan for. There's no doubt about it. But in terms of being a disruptor in the in the way that Micah Parsons is a disruptor, yeah, they don't have that. They right. don't have that. Then yeah. that's not to take away anything from how Daniel has played this season. I'm sure if he was in here, he was probably looking at me. You know, saying, you I got eight, I got eight sacks, here, I I got eight sacks <laughs> in six games. What more do you want from me? Yeah. You know, what more do you? So I, I hear what Jim has to say. But, you know, it, stats are stats, and, and stats can be misleading. But eight sacks in six games is something hard to argue with. Now, we know that the Bears' offense is not one of the elite of the National Football League. Yet they still had a chance to win this game. Right. But I was going to go with Flores and what he has done with this defense and how he is – because the offense gave him no help today. None. They gave him three and outs. They gave him short fields. They gave him a lot of things to deal with. And, yes, they they knocked fields out of the game, which, you know, is a credit to the defense. I mean, you know, they don't purposely go out to hurt people, but they're putting that kind of pressure on him. He's done a heck of a job considering all the different quarterbacks he's faced. And when he gets a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback – he really can throw them off. I mean, we he saw was. it in the Carolina game. He did it here to Fields today. And, you know, there there's a lot to what he's putting on the table because I don't think he has a talent across the board in which he can deploy each Sunday. He yeah. does. Yeah, he, he doesn't. When I was speaking to one person close to the team, they said they spoke with Flo, and he's like, what you're getting out of that defense is like what we have. He was like, I'm, I'm getting the best <laughs> out of these guys. He was like, you know, so we're trying our hardest. And he's just putting them in the right position, at least for the for the most of the part of the time. And it's up to them to make the play. Um, not a lot of star power like we all knew heading into this right. season. Everybody knew the Vikings were putting all their eggs in one basket for offensive, you know, um, their offensive game. Right now, defense coming together, um, some young pieces – but like you said, they take advantage when they play young quarterbacks. He knows yep. I can just stack that box, <laughs> yep, put all is. those people on the line of no scrimmage, and I can confuse all these young quarterbacks. The good thing moving forward is you don't have a lot of great quarterback play in the teams that you're facing. 
And that's something that I think this Vikings defense can take advantage of. Um, they're very aggressive. They let you know they're coming on third downs. You know, they're, they're going to get after the quarterback. So I think when you're not playing a stellar quarterback, this defense has a chance to be very successful, which was the case versus the Bears. All right, so the defense, if you had to give grades to the coordinators, I'd say Flores gets an A and who's ever running the offense, whether it's O'Connell or his offensive coordinator, C+. Plus? I mean, I haven't seen. We thought, you know, this no, is going to be. didn't get that much credit yet. No. I mean. I actually wasn't going to give the defense that much credit either. But. Uh, well, no, I mean, for the coordinator's yeah. job with yeah. what he has done, like Ahmad was saying, how he schemes for these guys, getting the most out of the somewhat limited talent he's oh. working with. But you look at the offensive side, that's where all the stars live on this team. And we're not seeing it. We've already lambasted the running game mm -hmm. as being inefficient. And, you know, the passing attack today was miserable. I think, uh, And I know there's no Jefferson, and yeah. that may be a big reason why today. But, I mean, this is the Bears. Come on. You should have lit this game up early and not had it come down to the final have you couple watched this minutes. team the last five weeks? Oh, i know it was another six <laughs> uh, one score games yes i know this year i know that turnovers has been the story of the season so far for minnesota but lead the league. yeah they lead the league and i and i kind of feel i kind of feel bad for Ahmad because i i kind of feel like a broken record because he of all people has heard me say this from the from before training camp even i said i believe this team is going to win the division because Brian Flores has been brought in to coordinate this defense, and I've seen firsthand what Brian Flores can do with the defense. And and it's starting to blossom a little bit. We're starting to see exactly what I had felt that I thought we would see from this team. But I did not expect this offense to drop off the way that it has. Right. That's the reason why I felt that this team was going to still win this division because when you look at last year and then you carry over into this year, yeah, Dalvin Cook is no longer here, but with all due respect to Dalvin Cook, is he that much of a difference maker on offense? I mean, look what Dalvin Cook is doing in New York right now. Nothing. Nothing. So um, th that's why I had a lot. I was I felt that I was way more bullish on the Vikings going into the season than a lot of people. And I was doing that that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air meme where I'm looking around and there's nobody in the room. And I'm sitting here thinking, am I the only one that likes the Vikings this much? How can this be? How can this be possible? Because I had that much belief that the Vikings offense would look very similar to what we saw last year. Right. So now I'm sitting here asking myself, what is the problem? Wes Phillips is the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. I, I'm not sure what exactly is going on. Yes, Justin Jefferson is out for the next extended period of time. Four we don't six, know exactly four when. Four to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks. So it could be longer depending on how things go. Contract-wise. Yeah, we, it could be longer depending on how things go. But Equilibrium. Even, even, even before. Soar back. Even before Justin Jefferson went down with injury, did this offense scare you at all? Never. He did. He does. But does the offense overall, does he scare me? Uh, does that scare me? No. I think if we're giving out grades. But it, but it should because you have Hawkinson. It should, but it You doesn't. have Addison. You have Jefferson. It, it should. It I, should, but it doesn't. I think if we're giving out grades, Flores gets like a C- minus right now. Flores gets a C-. Minus. Yeah, Flores gets a C-. What? Flores gets a C-. Minus. Look, you're probably like, oh, my God. But look, at, look on paper. Look at what that defense thing. was a year ago. That was an F. Defense exactly. a year ago. Exactly, and this defense is a little bit better than them. Yet, that defense last year came away with timely takeaways. They won countless games at the end of the game. True. But I do think that this team has less talent than that defense had last year. True. Exactly. So, he, you gave and, them. And you're getting better results, though, overall. 
overall, not wins and losses, right. not in big plays, but overall you're getting better defensive play. Because last year it was just a track meet from sure. 20 to 20. Exactly. Everybody just roared exactly. down the field. This year they're actually – trying to slow people down and not just letting them march all over them. That's why I say Flores is he's not to blame. He's, he gets a C-minus. Look at the well, personnel he has. Not, I wouldn't be happy yeah. with a C-minus. You brought a C-minus home to your mom, what would you get? You have that, four losses. You have but four but losses. you can't put it on him. It's that um, offense that goes here. Have a football. You have a football, as yeah, Oprah likes to say. But you guys got to play complimentary football, and when they needed to get stops in those four losses, they didn't get stops. It is on the offense as well, but the offense, that's on Kevin O'Connell. That's not on anybody else. I know they have an offensive coordinator, but it's it's right. O'Connell calling the plays. It's O'Connell calling the shots. He gets a D right now just because of his – Poor clock management, his poor scenario, like situational football in the past couple of games. Like, he alone has cost this team two wins this season. The Charger game. Yes, the Charger game, the Bucks game. I mean, he alone has cost them two wins. O'Connell needs to do better because coming into this season, they said it, Justin Jefferson was the focal point for this offense. Okay, that's good. But what what happens when they take away uh, Justin Jefferson? He has no offense outside of Justin Jefferson, and that was evident today. I mean, there was just no creativity, no explosiveness to this offense. It was just so predictable. You just knew here was a first down run coming. All right, now here's a second down play action pass. Right. Third down, we're just trying to check it down to the back and get a first down and move the chains. Like It's so predictable right now. So Kevin O'Connell needs to go back to the drawing board, probably needs to call Sean McVay. Hey, I need some <laughs> little bit help on creativity. How do we get these guys the ball? Because I think it's falling solely on him right now for their slow start. Yeah, I agree. All right, last couple of minutes. Let's get into the Niners. A long week for the Vikings to get ready as they'll be hosting Monday night football against San Francisco. They fell on Sunday, Pierre. Uh, your guy who kind of watches the league, the spreads, all of the things that are going on out there. Um, My guy. Well, you know, while we're here, at least he tells us he's the guy. At the station he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what uh, will San Francisco bring in here? Uh, they didn't look very good today. Right. Overall, is that something that's a trend or was it just an off Sunday? Well, we talked earlier in the podcast about Brian Flores making life difficult for young quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, even though he has won a lot in his career, he's still a young quarterback, is he not? First loss in the regular season. Correct. So, Brock Purdy didn't look overly impressive today. Now, granted, I like Cleveland's defense a heck of a lot better than I like Minnesota's defense. Second ranked defense. So, I think, uh, you know, I, I... I'm, I'm feeling a little more optimistic about it, I guess, but I'm not picking them to win. No, I'm not picking them to win. What's happened to him? I'm, I'm not picking What's happened to him? He, he picked the Vikings to win the division. Now he's thinking they got a no, shot to knock well, off the Niners. Who, Monday Night Football. Every, oh, you get please. Monday Night Football Come on, under that the lights. Aura doesn't, under it, the lights, there, there's, there's always a chance. But here's the problem. Mod's just chomping at the bit here. If you're listening to this as a podcast, Mod's like, let me at him. You already, <laughs> you already can't run the football effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are you going to do about that? Well, you're going to have to find a way to sling it. Okay. And who's not going to drop it? Well, that's a great question. I mean, that's a great question. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I will no longer interrupt. Keep going. I like this. The lights get brighter no, not, on Monday I'm not, night. You listen. Here I, we come. You, winning, winning makes you feel better, makes you practice harder, makes it makes you have a renewed sense of purpose, and you can carry that into the week, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, do I think they're going to beat the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football? No. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to okay, win. Okay, there we go. However, however, 
am I now suddenly starting to think that this could be within a one-score game in the fourth quarter possibly, and you have the ball in your drive? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm staring here's at the other right now. Here's the other deal. <laughs> here's the other, here's the other thing, too, right now. Debo Samuel, he's questionable already for next week. Yep. Christian McCaffrey left today with an injury for the 49ers. We don't know his status going into next week. So those are two big pieces of the San Francisco offense that if they are not playing next week, hell yeah, you better believe they have a puncher's chance next week on Monday Night Football if those two don't play. Absolutely. All right, guys. It's my turn now. Here uh, we go. <laughs> somebody have a thermometer so we can check Pierre's temperature right now. Turn I, it up. I think he's a little – did the Niners look good uh, offensively today? No, they looked atrocious. Okay. But, okay, then. but this is the second-ranked defense, statistically, we're talking about, in the Cleveland Browns. Like, they are really, really good, and the Vikings don't have half of what they have on defense. <laughs> right? Go ahead. True. Go ahead. They, Go they ahead. don't have half of what they Go have. Ahead. All right. Now, I'm not There's sitting, one standing in now, <laughs> now, I'm not sitting here saying the Vikings don't have a shot to win, but my thing is you're talking about the best defense in the National Football League coming. With Randy Gregory, Nick Bosa, oh, excuse me, not to mention Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the National Football League, and they don't give up a lot of rushing yards. The Vikings don't rush the fo- don't run the football well, so what does that mean? We're going to p- drop back and pass. And with one of the best defenses, what does that mean? They're going to tee off on Kirk Cousins next week. I don't think this team stands a chance just because they don't have the pieces on up front, like offensive line, defensive line. And let, I mean, well, if you look at the pro football focus and the, the grades that the offensive line had, Last week, they actually. Are you talking Vikings? Yeah, the the, the Vikings. They actually graded out pretty good. But I think it's a small measuring sample because they're not going up against great teams. Now you've got one of the best teams coming in in the 49ers. Monday night football, extra week of rest. And I I know you mentioned the injuries, and you cannot rule that out when talking about the National Football League. But let's not be confused here. This is Kyle Shanahan's team. This is a system team. Like, it does not matter who's playing quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo was there. All they did was win. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. The next quarterback just stepped up. Sam Darnold, you know, Trey Lance. Well, he didn't win the couple of games that he played. That's why he's that's why he's out of there. But I mean Brock Purdy, mystery irrelevant and look at him now. So I look this team extra week of rest. They're probably ticked off the way they lost because they should be undefeated. Their kicker missed two field goals today. Right. I they think this is going to be end. a long game on Monday Night Football, especially because the Vikings cannot control the time of possession because they can't run the ball, which means their defense is going to be on the field for a very long time, and the 49ers can run the football. I want to take you back to a game. Ding, two ding, years. Ding, 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 I want to take you back to a game two years ago between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins, where the Dolphins were two and seven going into a Thursday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. That Ravens offense was spectacular with Lamar Jackson. Spectacular. Baltimore, I believe, was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, probably a double-digit point favorite going into that Thursday night football game. What did Brian Flores do? Comes out with cover zero, and he absolutely shuts that defense down and absolutely smacked. You mean that offense? Yes, that offense down and smacked Baltimore in the mouth in a game that Miami was not expected to win. And not expect not even that game was not even expected to be even close. What does Miami do? They come out, they show that cover zero, they get the job done, they come out and they win that game completely unexpected. This defense has just as much, if not perhaps even more talent than that defense did two years ago in Miami. Different style, obviously. Who were Baltimore's receivers then? What was well, who was Baltimore's quarterback? The MVP of the league. But Lamar Jackson has never had receivers there. Never. Receivers where you're like, they're going to win one-on-one matchups. There's nobody on the Vikings secondary that is stopping Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle one-on-one. Not George Kittle. I would agree with George Kittle. I Brandon Ayuk put Bra- uh, Byron Murphy on Brandon Ayuk. 
I'm not feeling. Why would I? I'm, why I'm would I hate gonna, that matchup? We're not. We're not going to get into personal <laughs> battles with players. I don't want to be shading anybody. But, I'm not shading anybody. But, but, why? But why would I? Why should I be afraid of Brandon Ayuk? His speed and okay. his route running. So every, you know who really else has good. speed? Every other wide receiver in the National you Football You know League. the last good wide receiver that the Vikings face outside of DJ Moore, who had a pretty decent quarterback and could really run routes? Your boy Keenan Allen. I am not sitting here oh, and yeah, he didn't do receiving much. yards. I am not sitting <laughs> he didn't here. He didn't do much at all. Listen to me. I am not sitting here and saying that San Francisco is going to lose this game because I don't believe they're going to lose this game. But like I said in the beginning, do I think that this is a possibility, especially given the injury possibility of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Again, we don't know the extent of that yet. Right. So let's say for the sake of argument, those two players don't play in Monday night. Just for the sake of argument. We don't know that yet, and people's opinions can change when they have new information. But if those two <laughs> players don't play, if those two players don't play on Monday night. They'll run for 200 yards. Well, explain to me explain to me why that game cannot be a one-score game in the fourth well, every quarter. Every game the Vikings, the Vikings okay, plays a one-score okay, game. Okay, then. Okay, then. I mean, you do have that. So if it's a one-score game. So I mean, they a, made the Chiefs game a one-score game, and. Not very many people were predicting that. So if it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter, that means you have a shot. Don't I get to give them a half a point. That you have to have. If it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter and you're at home, you got a shot, don't you? Yes, sir. Okay then. Okay right. then. Wow. I don't think it'll be a one-score game. That's just my thing. It may and it may not be, but I, I, you know, listen. Brock Purdy has won a lot of games. Me and, and Pierre Purdy need some extra time good. on this topic. Yep. Right Brock Purdy was looking good at times. thank God the internet has a lot of space. Brock Go Purdy, ahead. Brock Purdy, and this is why I was a little surprised at the beginning of the season to see with San Francisco what they did, especially when they traded Trey Lance. Not necessarily that they traded Trey Lance, but the fact that they kept Sam Darnold. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe they are fully committed to Brock Purdy because we didn't know that for sure in the offseason even though he did look good because they had invested such a high draft pick in Trey Lance. All right. Brock Purdy this season has been fine. He's been fine. Has he been an MVP caliber quarterback? No way. No, no way. No. No. So It's been decent, though. It's been decent. That's fine. So, again, I'm not sitting – Patrick Mahomes scares me. That's who scares me. Not he this didn't season. Look, he, no. didn't, not the, he didn't look good. He didn't look that good last week. No. Didn't look good on okay. Tuesday either. So why should I be scared of Brock Purdy walking in here? If Christian McCaffrey it's, it's plays the, the game. Supporting cast. If Christian it's McCaffrey the quarterback. Plays, if it's Christian, the supporting cast. If Christian McCaffrey plays in the game, then it's a different story. It's a different story. It doesn't matter who plays running back in the 49ers offense. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, it does. All these no, guys yeah, it does. good Let's be real. Year. Let's be real. If, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play in this game, you're not scared of Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he's a good running back, but you're not scared of Elijah Mitchell. You're scared of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's a game changer, but I still think no matter who plays running back with that offensive line, they can still go for 100 yards with these. Yeah. All right. That will do it for this edition of Vikings Now. Check us out. Favorite us. Click us. Like us. Whatever you got to do, just make sure you're here each and every week. We'll be here after Viking games to let you know the inside. We're not affiliated with anybody, so we can say what we want. We can dump it on the table, and it's for you to size it up. Uh, you got questions, comments, throw them in there. We'll see them. And uh, if it's good, we'll respond. All right. That'll do it. Uh, Pierre, say goodbye. Uh, yeah, if your comments are any good, maybe we'll take the time to respond. So can't wait to read those comments. Ahmad, tell them all goodbye. Catch you guys next week. All right. There it is. We'll see you.